Thank you. Thank you for sharing honestly and openly and, and boldly and, and not being afraid to put it out there, what God has done in your life. God's at work. God's at work. God's at work in your lives. God's working in, in your neighbor's lives and your friends' lives. And so this is what the Lord does. We're the life church. The Lord changes people's lives by grace through faith. And yeah, he's still working. He's still working in Sonny's life. He's still working in your life. He's still working in the lives of the people that you love and know. So we're just going to pause and we're going to thank God for his work. Amen? Amen? Lord God, we can't thank you enough. You're awesome. And, we, and I just thank you, Lord, that occasionally we get these, these glimpses into your work in people's lives. I know that you are working in our lives right now through the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for Sonny. Lord, thank you for changing his life. Thank you for continuing that work of transformation in and through him. And I'm thankful, Lord, that he has the opportunity to point young wrestlers to your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you would continue to use him to point people to your son for salvation. Lord, I pray that you wouldn't, uh, that we wouldn't sit back and say, oh, I'm glad Sonny's doing that. But Lord, that we too would have the eyes to see what you're doing and the ears to hear that you're calling us to partner with you in your mission. Lord, give us opportunities to talk about your son, Jesus Christ, to love others the way you love us. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Hey, thank you for being here at Word of Life Church. Thanks for joining us on our online campus today. And uh, we had a great time worshiping over at the, at the New Prairie campus. It's just such a huge privilege to get to come over and, and, and worship with, with both campuses today. Uh, last week I asked you, how has Jesus been messing with your life? And uh, Sonny just told you how Jesus has been messing with his life. But he's doing that in your life too. How is Jesus messing with you? Today I get to ask you, what has Jesus been saying to you? And are you listening? Um, who would say that they are a good listener? Are you a good listener? Yeah? Okay. This is, see, I can tell people who are like, they're like, oh, I am not raising my hand. I see that look on Pastor Jay's face, and he's like, that is risky. I saw a couple of hands go like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, who says you're a good listener? You said you were a good listener. I saw the hand go up. Now you can't pull it back. He's like, oh, no, I was just stretching. <laughs> you a good listener? Yeah. Are you sure? What's one thing your dad said to you? today. One thing. He said, I love you. Awesome. Does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. What did you do when he said, I love you? You gave him a hug. You see, that is real listening. 
It's listening that impacts our lives and our actions. You see, he didn't just like hear it and roll over, which is, I don't know, maybe what some of us are tempted to do early in the morning, even when somebody's telling us, I love you. But when he heard, I love you, he loved his dad back and practiced that love by giving him a hug. Anybody else brave? (laughs) You're brave? Are you a good listener? Yeah? Okay, what's one thing one of your parents said to you today? They said, I love you? What did you do? You gave him what? A surprise? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not brave enough to ask. (laughs) I get myself into trouble asking kids questions like this. I do. (laughs) How about an adult? Who's brave enough to say, yes, I'm a good listener? An adult. I know you guys are close. Yeah, Pat, you a good listener? Yeah? What's one thing Cindy said to you today? I know she's sitting right next to you, so she's going to fact check. She's really quiet in the morning. She's really quiet in the morning. He's like, not a thing. I didn't hear nothing. I'm a really good listener. She said, I'm going to walk to church this morning. Okay, so then what did you do? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because you're concerned for her. <laughs> Pat, that was a nice cover. <laughs> to be clear, did you drive or, or did you walk today? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Good. You know, he's like, I heard, I listened, <laughs> and it impacted my actions. We're going to walk later. I'm going to drive now. <laughs> but you walked. There you go. You're a brave man, Patrick. I'm serious because you knew where I was going with this and you still went with, she said, I'm going to walk today. And I drove. You know? <laughs> I tell you, listening, real listening, real listening impacts our actions. Uh, my daughter, Catherine, and we get to go down and see her next week, and I'm super excited because she's graduating from college. Uh, my daughter, Catherine, when she was little, had this way of um, checking to make sure that I was listening. And what she would do is she'd say, like, I'm a multitasker. I, I can, I'll admit to it, I'm often doing, like, three things, at least three things all at the same time. And when, and when Kat wanted to really make sure that I was listening, she would put both hands on the side of my face. And she would turn my head. And then she would place her face right about here. And she'd just like hold my face and say, are you listening? And I would be like, well, I am now. And whatever really important thing that she wanted to tell me, she wanted to make sure that, I, that, that she had my full attention by just putting her hands on the side of my face and holding me close and then telling me whatever awesome thing was on her mind. Today, please imagine that Jesus has your face in his hands. 
And he's looking at you. And he's saying, are you listening? Are you listening? Jesus was preaching his mega sermon. Yes, I know. You're like, you're not going to do one of those mega sermons today, are you? <laughs> I got Yunkin boys up here kind of looking at me like, please no. <laughs> no, I am not. But Jesus was preaching his mega sermon. We have a nickname for it. It's called the Sermon on the Mount because he was, you know, preaching on the side of a mountain, and which is awesome. And I am going to cruise through, through the Sermon on the Mount in the fastest way possible. Fastest way possible, okay? All right. So Jesus is preaching on the side of the mountain, and he's talking to his disciples, and he's talking to people who do not believe in him, and he's talking to Pharisees who are like really judgmental, and he's talking to like complete and total strangers. So, you know, it's a lot like church, you know, where, where we're just all gathered together, and, and he's on the side of the mountain, and he starts off by talking about the Beatitudes, which is like, blessed are the poor in spirit, and blessed are those who mourn, and blessed are the meek, and blessed are those who are hungry, and you say, that doesn't sound very blessing to me. But that's what he was preaching about. That was his intro. And he's like, oh, okay. So this is, this is God's blessing to everybody, no matter what life circumstances you're in. And then he got, starts talking about salt and light. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, the salt of the earth, light of the world. And then he starts talking and he says, hey, I, I didn't come to like abolish the law and say like, oh, no rules. I came to fulfill the law, to obey everything that's commanded. And then he starts getting personal because he starts talking about anger. And you're like, all right, Jesus, why you got to get into my business? And after he's done talking about anger, you thought he was in your business before. And then he starts talking about lust and you're like, okay, really? Take a step back, Jesus. And Jesus doesn't stop there. He starts talking about divorce. And then he starts talking about oaths and promises. And like, hey, if you're going to make a promise, keep a promise. And then all of a sudden he starts saying, hey, look, you know, he starts talking about retaliation. And that's, you know, and basically the whole like, you know, like mm, turn the other cheek kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard that one. That was in the Sermon on the Mount. And then he starts talking about love your enemies. And you're like, oh, I can barely love the people in my own house. And you're calling me to love my enemies? Like I, like, I see brothers that have enough trouble loving each other, no less our actual enemies. Love your enemies. And so we, we started talking about that a little bit um, last week when we were taking a look at the bulletin. And I, you know, and I said, look, it sounds to me like love your enemy is like a graduate level, like loving others kind of stuff. Like that sounds really, really hard. So... We, this, over this next series of joining Jesus in his mission, we're going to start with like, kind of like ground level loving, like learn your neighbor's name. Start by loving them by like learning their actual name, not running guy or the other running guy with a hat. I have nicknames for everybody in my neighborhood. I really do. And if you don't come to my neighborhood, I will teach you all sorts of nicknames. Jerry knows it. I got all sorts of, we have two running guys in our neighborhood, one without a hat and then one with these massive headphones and a, and a stocking cap over top of it. And like, and so like one's running guy and one's like running guy with a hat, you know, and like, I'm not talking about learning people's names like that. The neighbor in back of me, I will humbly confess I cannot remember his name, but I know he's a cop, so I just call him the cop. 
That's not his name. I'm not entirely sure that he's going to feel incredibly loved as my neighbor if I just continue to call him the cop. I need an opportunity to learn his actual name. So Jesus is talking about love your enemies, and we're suggesting, hey, let's just start by learning each other's names. If you're, if you're wondering what that has to do with this, last week we started, let's see how we're doing. My, friend, my neighbor Kathy had it down. Fill in the names of every one of your neighbors. Imagine that you're here joining Jesus right in the middle. Then fill in the names. And then write down one significant thing about each one of your neighbors. You see, learning to love our neighbors starts with learning to know our neighbors. What's their name? Jesus is going through the message, he's going through the sermon, and he's talking about loving your enemies, and then all of a sudden you think, oh man, that's pretty awesome, loving your enemies. Now we're on the right track. And then he starts talking about giving to the needy. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First you're talking about anger, then you're getting in my business and talking about lust, and now all of a sudden you're getting into like my wallet, and you're talking about giving to the needy, and you're like, that's really personal, Jesus. Yes, Jesus gets into our business and he messes with us, and then he teaches us how to pray, and he gives us the Lord's Prayer, and then he gets into talking about fasting, and you're like, but I really like sandwiches. <laughs> and he still talks about fasting. And after he's talking about fasting, he's talking about laying up treasures in heaven, and you're like, wait a minute, we were just giving to the needy, and I'm having enough trouble saving money in my savings account, and now you're talking about saving, you know, in heaven too? Yes. And in all the midst of all of that, then Jesus gets into, don't worry about it. Yes, Jesus gets into an entire section of his sermon where he's like, yeah, I talked about all that stuff, but hey, don't be anxious. And you're probably thinking, Jesus, have you lived here? And you're like, yes, he has lived here. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough trouble it's of its own. And after he's done talking about and calling us to a life without anxiety and without worry, he then says, and don't be judging each other either. And you're like, wait a minute, okay, lost, and you know, this and that, and don't judge each other, and then, you know, and you said, and, and don't worry, and then he says, and ask, and it will be given to you, just Ask him, because he loves you. And then he gets into the golden rule. So, you know, whatever you wish others would do to you, do also for them. And you're like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And then he starts talking about trees and fruit. And you're like, I don't know where he's going with this. And then, you know, Jesus talks about, you know, the, the fact that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And you're like, oh, this is getting really scary. And then he says this. This is the way he closes his sermon. This is not the close to the sermon. <laughs> this is how Jesus closes his sermon. And I'm thankful. He's, he's not like one of those preachers. You know, Pastor Nick and I don't use, do this very often where we say, and in conclusion, and then talk for another 20 minutes. We don't do that. Okay? Jesus doesn't either. In conclusion to this mega sermon, in which he just hits ex us exactly where we live, Jesus says this 
in Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24, reading in Jesus' name, because it's Jesus' word, not mine. Everyone, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and the river rose, and the snow melted, and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority, not like their scribes did. Here ends the reading of God's word. Are you a good listener? Everyone who listens to the word of Jesus is like a wise person, builds their house on a rock. And that when the troubles of life start coming, the rain falls, the wind blows, the river rises, 93 closes and 19 closes. And <laughs> those roads may not be in the scriptures. Okay. But as we build our houses on the rock by listening to Jesus in a way that it impacts our actions, like, I love you, followed up with a hug. There's wisdom in that. On the other hand, if we're hearing the words of Jesus and it's not impacting our actions, it's like seeing this great field just outside of Henderson. And you say to yourself, man, that would be a great place to build a house. Real close to the river. And think about how beautiful it is. I realize it's just outside the levee, so nobody else is around. And man, they don't even go over there. And all they're doing is planting crops in this field. Oh, I think I found the perfect place to build my house. Right there, just off 93, close enough to Henderson and Lesur, and sure enough, it's right on the river, easy river access so that I could go fishing during the rest of the year. This is going to be fantastic. And if everyone in Henderson says to me, Pastor Jay, don't build there. And I'm like, why? Do you want to build in this beautiful lot? No, no, no. I want to build there. They're like, no. That field floods. And I said, well, it's not flooded right now. And they're like, oh, just give it. Mm, it is today. <laughs> if we were there just a few months ago, you could have looked at that beautiful field and said, oh, look at that field. I could buy that field and build my house on the river. The deer walk through that property. And so do the turkeys. And the ducks are swimming in the river, and that looks so peaceful and wonderful. I want to build right there. But every single person in Henderson would tell me, don't do that. That field's going to flood. I would be foolish to not listen to them. I would be foolish to build a house on a floodplain 
because I know that I will never get insurance. And then when the flood rises and my house is just torn to pieces, there'll be no, no coverage. But that's exactly what we do when we hear the message of Jesus. And you can know that you're hearing the message of Jesus as you go into God's word. There's a lot of other ways in which we, we hear God's word. We can hear God's word as we're, as we're singing, and we can hear God's word as we're praying, and we can hear God's word you know, as someone is preaching, but we can absolutely 100% know that we are hearing from Jesus as we read God's word, as we listen to God's word. And as we're listening to God's word, and we hear what Jesus is saying. Listening is putting God's word into action. Our, our series is going along with this book, Joining Jesus on His Mission. And we've, we've got them available. If you're, if you're looking for something to read, and if you're saying, hey, I want to dig a little deeper into this message series, you know, the suggested donation is like 10 bucks. But if you can't, can't swing the 10 bucks, please just take the book if you, want, if you want to read it and just dig into it a little bit. And what I'm, I'm super excited because the author, um, he, he runs a ministry just on the north side of the cities. And uh, towards the end of our preaching series, he's going to come down and he's going to be, uh, you know, preaching with us and sharing the message from God's word with us. And we're really excited to have the author joining Jesus coming down. Um, and what he says as he's kind of digging into this text, as what he says in, in, on page 109 is, Jesus wants us to move beyond hearing and studying his words to putting them into practice. Putting his words into practice is not about proving ourselves to be good Christians. Oh, hey, look at me. Putting his words into practice is about finding out what happens when we put the teachings of Jesus into play in the real world. He says later that what makes one wise and the other foolish. What makes one to be on the rock and the other to be on the sand, both hear the words of Jesus. The difference is one puts the words into practice and it's changed by what he finds out and the other does not. Sonny mentioned that People had been whispering God into his ears. And it took a while for him to listen. And when he was listening to the words of Jesus, it changed his life. And he's still changing him today. Are you listening to Jesus? Are you listening to Jesus? in a way that it impacts your everyday life. Over and over through the, the message on the Sermon on the Mount, he lists off all of this amazing, like deeply powerful stuff. And he's just like pointing out stuff in my life about like anger and lust and giving to the poor and all these other things. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. And, and and you feel like you can't do this perfectly, and, you know, and, just, and, and we can't. But right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount is the key to understanding his sermon 
to listening to Jesus. Because right there in the middle, <clears throat> Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow's got enough trouble of its own. Are you listening to Jesus? Are you hearing his word? And is it impacting your everyday life? I just spilled water all over this thing. My, my dad was a world-class trumpet player when he was in high school. Fabulous trumpet player. And, and, and my, my grandfather did not give gifts lightly, but my, um, but my father earned a place on a band that was touring Europe as he was playing trumpet. My grandfather gave him a fine gift, a silver-belled trumpet. The entire bell of that trumpet was silver, and my dad was extremely proud of it. My dad had been working very hard and practicing trumpet and playing trumpet for a long time, and he really, you know, was, he was just, he was into it, and he was really excited, and he was excited about this opportunity to be touring Europe, and, and, and part of that, and as part of that opportunity, you know, his dad gave him this trumpet, and they also gave him uh, lessons, one-on-one -on -one lessons with, with, uh, with another instructor, a coach. And so my dad was really excited. He, he went to his first lesson, and he, and, he, and he pulls out his trumpet, which he's extremely proud of. It's beautiful, and he still has it to this day. And his instructor said, you know, why don't you play a little bit for me? And, and my dad wanted to show this instructor who has never taught him before, you know, everything that he had. And so he played, you know, hard and fast and, and you know, and he, he thought he was just showing it off, right? These are my skills. I've been practicing. And then the instructor said, okay, play scales. And I th I'm positive based on my conversations with my dad that my dad was thinking, scales? Scales? I don't need scales. I need, I need something to like bring my playing to like the next level. I need, like, like, I need some like tips and some tricks. I need some like, you know, like technique. I, I also was kind of expecting you to say like, wow, that was really good, kid. No. Scales? Scales. And so dad played scales hard and fast. He's playing those scales like boop, 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 boop. And I'm like, wow, you know? And he's like, and the instructor was like, slower. So my dad kind of took it down a notch, played that same scale just a little bit slower. And he's like, no, 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 no. Play those scales slow. And he struggled. And his assignment was to play those scales as slow and meaningful as possible. To practice. To practice those scales slowly and intentionally. 
who smiles on some of your faces as some of you have been maybe taught by another musician. And you're like, oh, that rings true. And maybe it's true for your, our athletes in the room as well. You don't grow in your skills unless you practice. In Wayfarers this week, I asked each middle school student what sport they play or, or what, um, what activity they're involved in, because it's it, regardless of whether you're an, an athlete or an artist, a, you know, a, a musician or a student. And I asked each one, what do you play? What do you do? And they told me, and I said, do you practice? And every single one said, yes, they practice. But do we practice? Listening to Jesus is hearing Jesus' words. And listening, just like Catherine holding my face, to the point where it impacts our everyday actions. And that's how we grow. We practice what God's saying. And as we hear what Jesus is saying in this text, he's asking us to listen. The call to worship from John is when words of Jesus as he's saying that he is the good shepherd and that each and every one who follows him knows his voice and he calls you by name. Are you listening to Jesus? As, he, as Luke records a similar, uh, a similar instance, or maybe even the same, he starts off by, by, by saying, why do you say, Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I tell you? Are we listening to Jesus? Are we listening to Jesus in a way that impacts our everyday walking and our everyday practicing? Yes. Listen to Jesus. Open your Bibles this week. If you don't have a paper one, I will give you one on the way out the door. Please, seriously, if you do not have a Bible, I will give you one. Or you can pull out your phone right now. You see me, my... my all of, almost all of my Bible reading is done right here. And we can just download the app together. I've been reading from the English Standard Version, and all you have to do is go right into your app store. I'm going to do it with you right now. ESV Bible. Right there. Just hit the download, and you'll have your Bible with you. I want to ask you to listen to Jesus. Sonny, when he recently received a new Bible, came to me and he says, hey, I need your help. I'm like, what? And he's like, where do I start? I said, start reading Mark. Because if we want to be a follower of Jesus, we need to get to know Jesus. If you're not sure where to start reading, 
even right now. Regardless of whether you've been you know, following Jesus for a really long time, or if you're just starting to follow, or maybe if you're even saying, you know, there could be somebody here who's even saying, I don't know about this whole Jesus thing. I'm just not really sure where I'm at. Try listening to him. Just open up your app to the book of Mark. Just open up your, your Bible to the book of Mark. Regardless of how long you've known Jesus or whether you're not sure, start listening to Jesus. Listen to Jesus in a way that impacts your every day because throughout all of Scripture, you can trust as soon as you're opening your Bible that you are hearing from Jesus. And with the message that is woven through the entire thing is believe in Jesus because he loves you and forgives you values you, not because of what you've done, but because of what Christ has done for you. If you want to get to know what Jesus has done for you, start reading in Mark. And then when we're done, we're going to read it again. And again. And as we get to know Jesus in Mark, and then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, maybe I'll try out Matthew. And then maybe I'll try out Luke. And then, and then John, as we just listen to Jesus, and he impacts our life as we practice following Jesus every day. Listen to him. Just listen. And let's see Let's see what Jesus does in and through us as we practice listening and following Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for impacting our lives. Lord, we confess to you that we don't always listen. We hear what's going on, but we don't always listen. Lord God, give us ears to hear. The ears to hear you and what you're, you're, what you're saying and what you're doing and what you're calling us into. Lord Jesus, give us ears to hear what you have done for us that you died on that cross to take our sins upon yourself and that you give us your goodness and your grace as we are believing in you. Lord, help us to listen. Lord, I ask that you would remind us to open up your word, to hear it and listen to it. We ask you, Lord God, that you would, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would impact our lives and the lives of the people around us. Lord, I ask that you would open up our eyes to see the people in our lives who you are already working in their life, and they just need to hear about Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would put your word in our mouth so that we would speak the words of Jesus to our friends and our neighbors. 
Lord, that you would give us opportunities. Lord, give me an opportunity. Give me opportunities to talk to my neighbors. And Lord, give me the courage to ask them what their name is again. Lord, help us to love each other. To practice what you're calling us to. To practice what you're telling us. Help us to listen. We love you, Lord Jesus. We can't do this without you. Without you, we just hear your word and we realize that we just fall short and we can't do it. But you promise to be with us every step of the way that even as we're listening to you and even as we're practicing that and even as we fall short and even as we get into some like really hard life circumstances and even as the, the river is rising and it feels like everything is coming against the house that we've built, we believe that you're with us and that you will care for us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. Call us into following you and practicing what we're listening to. Help us to hear you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Lord Jesus, our Savior, amen.